Oh, we have to be? Do we have to? Do we have to? So, sort of. Here we go. What do you mean, do we have to? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> do, do we, we have, have to? to? Welcome to yet another episode of Show Center, the Air Show podcast. I'm Air Show announcer Matt Jolly, joined as always by my compatriots, Rob Ryder and Rick Peterson. Yes. By the way, Rick, have you noticed Rob showing off his studio lights? I see oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. Some, uh, yeah, it gives me blue hair. Makes me look really old. I like <laughs> the mood lights they put on like, the uh, the airliners now. Supposedly yeah. help you relax. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That way you'll forget that your knees are jammed into the seat ahead. <laughs> anyway, well, they got geez, better. Look at the lights. <laughs> but there's better air filtration on on an airliner than probably any place else in the world. That's right. True. Yeah, certainly is in this studio. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Sorry. Well, it's been a long week for Ricky P. Let's go there. magenta. How's that for Oh, lights? that's even better. That's that's better. That looks like Saturday Night Fever going on. Did you there. steal the lights out of an Airbus or something? Because it's like it just went from blue to pink. This is. I got, I got it there. I I bought Philips Hue lights up in can lights for the studio and the control room here, so I can get I can get any kind of vibe I want. What other room did you buy the lights for? I know Rick's. I know Rick's just ready to ask. The family room that for me. Oh, the family room. The family room. <laughs> That's code. That's code, isn't it? Yes, I love the it. <laughs> All right. Let's run right into it. Let's just let's just run right into it because there's a lot of news we have yes. to get to, and we do have the yeah. most professional name in news when it comes to air shows, and that is our own Rick Peterson. Here he yes, is. Indeed. There it is. Now, the Snowbirds have finally looped the nine-plane formation. This is good news. It's June, uh, so things are things are moving along well there. Uh, and they do have a full team. The Red Arrows, I, did you see this? The Red Arrows are going to uh, do most of the season uh, now as a seven-plane formation. And uh, for flybys like the Jubilee that we saw, where Prince Louis was uh, acting out and... Uh, covering his ears and the queen was not amused uh for flybys like that they will be in the nine plane formation but they're going with seven and there's all sorts of speculation going on uh, as to why that that's happening uh we had a couple of the members i mean members and i don't know what the truth is except what they've said uh in the uh for personal reasons uh that you know that they've they've gone with the seven uh the two of the pilots won't be joining the team and uh there's all sorts of other things going on about the cost of fuel you know the 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 whole machine gets underway about the speculation uh fuel costs and and trying to save some money and things like that it's just uh, sometimes this happens and uh, they're handling it the right way safety is always the first thing and the team will be seven and it'll still look every bit as thrilling as it always does isn't that right matt that is right yeah darn right and, uh, you know, as far as any other news goes, everything's working fine. This well, that's is, good. It's been a wonderful season. Things have been well underway. Uh, the Blue Angels and the Thunderbirds uh, continue to uh, to do great. Uh, the, the shows that have gone off now have done, again, with, with big crowds. The post-COVID uh, crowds are back again. And, uh, and we've got more of a schedule this year, more of a full schedule. And, uh, and and things are looking up. It looks it looks really good. And I, might I say that this certain movie that's out right now may help things just a little bit. Oh, my goodness. 
I was the, I was thinking we've got to do an episode on this. We really do. This this is it's Maverick, uh, the Top Gun sequel has just gotten top reviews. It's just amazing how well received this has been from not just the the, the movie going public, but from the aviators too. And it and everyone has to admire the fact that he's put as much work and effort into it with people that we know in the air show industry. Yeah. Lots people of like Steve Hinton and Kevin LaRosa, the second and, and the list goes on Chuck Coleman and uh, so many people that have, that have been involved in work wiser and Frank Weiser, who did all the, uh, the, the flying, the actual flying of the jets. And uh, it's just, uh, it's just really come together as a nice package. And now a benchmark, I think I feel bad for, although devotion is going to be a great movie. And uh, what is it? Wolfhound. Wolfhound. Yeah. yeah the other one. That, that's just come out is, is these are both epic stories that need to be told. And uh, it's, it's, it's unfortunately it's going to have to be held up to the bar now of what Tom Cruise has done with this film and the CGI stuff. Um, you know, if, if it's, if it's too easy to spot, it just isn't going to, it isn't going to hold up to the same type of appeal. But when it comes to the stories, all three of these stories, I think are things that you'll as an aviation enthusiast want to see. I would agree with that. I think it's going to be great. Uh, just great to see everybody back out too. Uh, we we made a mistake. I made a mistake, uh, by the way, in our show, because speaking of being back out and working, uh, Rob and I recorded a segment uh, with the one and only George Klein. And somehow or another, Rob, it never made it to air. This is from the McDill show. Oh, we my forgot, Josh. That's right. We, we yeah, and, and we here's, sat together in my my hotel room. Here's well, he, ooh, here's the George. Even, Yes, and here's here's the other <laughs> here's the, the the bad part about it too. George called me up the other day and he goes, uh, "I never never heard for my, uh, my my episode," and you know how George is. And I yeah, and I said, "Hold a grudge." Yeah, yeah. And I said, "George, what do you mean we didn't play?" And he goes, "I never heard it." And I and I went back and I looked. We 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 actually never we never played the George Klein interview. So what do you say? I, I well, think we should not? listen to it now. I got to see him tomorrow at at, uh, at Ypsilanti. I, I'll I'll go by oh, and I'll and I'll do yeah. humble pie tomorrow. Yeah, we need to we need to apologize to dear George, but but we've got for it. For those here. who don't, George is an air boss. George and, is one uh, of one of the top three. Yes. Yeah. And speaking of movies, uh, since uh, you know Clint Eastwood's uh, epic film about the uh, you know the that wonderful crash landing on the Hudson. Um, where his his wife usurped him. Oh, no, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Star because she was uh, in the film and. Hold on, Rick. You can't. You can't. You can't tell that story until after we do the interview because. Oh, okay. Okay. You, you got to tell the whole story because it's a. Yes, I. It's the a whole great story. One. Nothing but the story is coming up after we hear from George. That's right because he already hates us now. So what's uh, rubbing <laughs> a little salt in a wound? Here's here's Rob and I's interview. With the great George Klein. George, you've been doing this show forever. Welcome to Show Center. Thank you, guys. Good to be here. Um, this this Tampa Bay, this McDill show is, is, if you look at, I mean, it's raining right now, but if we look out the window, it, it this is one of the most beautiful bases you'll ever see. They have, I mean, Bay Shoreline that goes around around the bay over here. This is just a great place to be to do an air show, especially Friday, Saturday, Sunday is supposed to be just awesome. And, you know, with uh, temperatures and 74, 75 degrees. So I think it'll be really, really good. And uh, But it's just a great place. The, the walking trail around the bay over here, if you go out and just go across the street, it's it's spongy. You know, so old yeah. people like me can walk 
on it. So it's uh, <laughs> it works out well. But uh, it's a great place. They do a great job here. I've been doing it for years. They used to have a civilian air boss that came in here, but they hired me after he passed on. And uh, so it's been fun, and we work well with Tampa and, and the tower here. And these people here do a good job. John Schwartz and this guy's do a really good job here. How did you get into this? Because a lot of people know that you are an air boss and one of the – one of the, the big top air bosses in the United States. But how, how did you get into this? No, I started, you know, I started in air traffic control in 1969 in the Air Force. So I've been doing it for a long time. And, you know, of course, I was only 12 when I started. But uh, <laughs> I started in 69 in the Air Force. And they, you got your rim shot there? Do the rim I, yeah, shot. Yeah, I got it somewhere around here. I don't know. Don't make me find it right now. Right. Okay. There you go. Good. But uh, <laughs> in 69, and then I went to Sun and Fun in 1982. And I, you know, we were, I, I was there well before Dwayne Boggs, well before everybody else. I was a rookie. We had, at the time, we had 18 controllers and we worked the amount of traffic they work today. And uh, now they have 78 controllers, I believe, and uh, <laughs> do the same thing we did. But we, we would work two people on a crew and usually sometimes it was just one person on a crew. But I, I saw the way the guy, the air boss did. And I said, you know, I watched him and I went, you know, I can do that. And so then a couple of years later, Wayne came along and, and we were talking and we were out there watching this guy and, and he, he was a controller at Tampa, the air boss was. And we said, you know, we can do this. It's, this is not that hard. And uh, so we started doing it. And my first thing was to do, I did shows for free for like almost four years. I didn't charge a thing other than for a room and a car. And um, and I had my own radio equipment. I had some avionics shop, build me a, a radio out of two King uh, it came out of a wrecked Cessna, and, uh, and so I, they built me a radio. The only problem was was that, you know, they're air-cooled. It's not a lot of air out there, you know, yeah. when you're sitting on a statement, and that overheat quite a bit. So but uh, so I had to go to new radios. But I did four years for nothing just in North Carolina, South Carolina, just, you know, maybe three or four or five shows a year, and then built up from that point on. And somebody said, oh, you ought to start doing this on the circuit. And so – I went to ICAST uh, one year. and uh, I What said, year was that, that first trip to ICAST? I don't remember. I mean, it was, uh, I think it was, uh, I think it was the, uh, it was either Dallas or it was uh, Nashville when we went there to Gaylord. Oh, and, my gosh, yeah. 1999. Is that what it was? Okay. That's where, that's when Nashville was, okay. yeah. But Dallas, I think, was after that or before that. I, can't I don't remember. remember. But I went there and I, and I you know, and I, okay, I, first year, I think I went to Dallas first because the first year I didn't even have a booth or anything. I just went up there and did this. And then the uh, next year I said, okay, I'm going to get me a booth. Well, where do they put me next to? Ralph Royce and Larry Strain. You know, and I'm, <laughs> sit, and I'm sitting there in this booth and nobody's talking to me because <laughs> they don't know me, but they're, everybody's over here talking to Ralph and Larry. And I'm going, you know, this is crap. So I called my wife and I, and I, I, called, I called Laurie and I said, hey, I'm packing my stuff. I'm coming home because nobody cares that I'm here and I'm not doing a thing. It's a waste of my time. And she all oh, just stay there, stay there. And so Chris Strain, Larry's wife, came over and started talking to him. And she was very supportive, very supportive. And, you know, hang in there, hang in there. It takes years. And that's what I tell everybody that comes to ICAST. You get a booth. It takes you five years to get exactly. recognized. Five years yes. to get recognized for anybody even knows who the heck you are. You've got to be a survivor. I've told people the same thing, that you got to plan to finance your yep. ICAST involvement for five yep. years before yep. you get any traction. And the way I looked at ICAST was that after five years, if I got one show, then it paid for me being there. You know, so, but now... I've been there so many years, and I've been a sponsor for so many years. Gosh, I think 18 years or something like that. That now I just uh, 
I don't even book shows there because all my shows are booked before I even get there. So all I do is play nursemaid to all the all the shows that have booked me. Who can I who can I book? You know, they want an announcer, so I try to lead them away from you guys because they're really <laughs> yeah. good announcers. And, and you know, and and, and get them I'm, there. I'm sorry, you're I'm breaking up, yeah, George. No, I'm breaking up. <laughs> but uh, that, so that's what basically what I do now, and and uh, so that's how I got started, and and I've been in air traffic control business for. God, since 1969, so that's over 50 years I've been doing talking to airplanes, and and I still do. I still have an active air traffic control tower business. I do about 19 different towers a year now, and uh, plus my air shows. Uh, it seems to me that you are probably becoming too busy to continue doing air shows. I'll continue doing some air shows, the ones I really like, yeah. <laughs> you know, that are easy. That uh, like this here, this is easy. This is because these people know what they're doing, you know. And and I probably won't do too many more bigger, bigger shows. Uh, I don't. I don't really. You know, I'm kind of. I'm just too busy and to, to travel and my and, and I'm I'm getting up in age. I'm I'm not as old as. This man here, but uh, uh, but I, I do have him beat by what? I have you beat by five years. No, you got me beat by two years. Two years. Three years. Three years. You're seventy. One. So no, I got you. Well, I'll be seventy-four. So I'm, yeah, yeah, almost three years. So okay. none of us yeah. are getting any younger, and that brings up another point. None of us are getting any younger. So we're trying to get new people in there, and it's hard because you know people. It's hard to get started in this business now. My my youngest son, who's a, a supervisor at Charlotte Tower, actually is is starting to do air shows with me, Brad, and some of them people have met him. But uh, and he does a pretty good job. He'll be at he'll be at Center Fund with me. And uh, and working the whole week, you know, there at Sun and Fun, and he did it last year. And that's baptism by fire. It is, but yeah. it, but uh, well, well, Brad he, Brad can handle it though. Yeah, he does. He, he, he does a good job. Let's he talk about Brad just a second here, uh, because I think this is something that a lot of people don't realize, and I hope I'm not bringing you out of your shell too much here. But <laughs> you know, you mentioned you mentioned Lori, and we we all know and love Lori, who've worked with you in the past and have had the privilege to hang out with her. But there was a period there, George, where you were a you were a single dad. You were uh, working hard with the FAA, doing all of this, and and raising your uh, your kids as a single father. I mean, and I think a lot of people don't realize that. One of the most surprising things that I've ever learned about you is that you are a an exquisite creator of ice cream cakes. And I think a lot of people are going to find that as something that yeah, they don't I, they don't even know about you. And I make them for my grandkids now. You know, when they have a birthday, I make these ice cream cakes. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, and it takes forever. It's not. It's it's an all day affair. I mean, you got to melt the ice cream, then you got to pour it in there, and then you got to put the chocolate in there, and you do all this stuff that you do, and it takes all day. And Laura goes, "Why don't you, why don't you just go buy one of the Carvel, you know, ice cream cakes yeah. a lot quicker?" <laughs> but but I enjoy doing it, especially the grandkids. They love it. Uh, so I've got four grandkids now. You know, Brad's got two, and my oldest son Kevin's got two, and and my oldest one's fourteen. So I mean, just. Like two days ago, I was driving. I was babysitting to the grandkids. They stayed with me overnight, and I'm taking them to school in the morning and and picking them up in the afternoon. So you know, yeah. And so that's when I have two or three days off. That's about what I do. You know, take care of the grandkids. But you're right. I was a single parent for you know from 1985 on up till uh, Laurie and I got married in, in uh, 1996. And so uh, it was. Uh, you know, it it was a good experience. You know, I changed my career around a little bit to uh, with the FAA. I took a job that I could be home Monday through Friday because, you know, raising kids is, is, uh, and you're working shift work and not mid shifts and stuff like that doesn't work. Doesn't work. So, you know, I had to make it. You know, put my priorities in there. What's good? So the kids come first. So that's that's what I did. Well, but it's evident it was, that Brad is still. I mean, 
he's still working with you in this, and it's something that he that he loves just as much as you do. But the reason I bring that up is because you know when you start talking about this, uh, it is a it is a tough business to be in. And when you say you understand that, I mean you do. You do understand that, and I I think that's yeah. that's something that a lot of people don't realize about you that I I really respect. Well, appreciate that. But, you know, and Brad, Brad is funny because Brad was a division one college football player. He was a high school football coach. He never showed any interest in air traffic control or air shows or anything. And then all of a sudden he came up, he says, Hey, I want to go work for the FAA. So he did. And I kind of, you know, we still had some influence. And so it kind of helped him get to where he needed to be. And now he's working in Charlotte tower. He's a supervisor over there and he's a major in the South Carolina national guard down in McIntyre. So, uh, he's, he, I think he's up for promotion now to the next rank. So he's, he's doing good. That's great. That yeah. is fantastic. Now, in terms of your work with the temporary towers, you were talking about that may be foreign to some people. Tell us what that entails. Well, you take Clemson foot Clemson university. Uh, you take Ole Miss and, and they, they have seven home games apiece, and they have a non-control field. Well, you know, they'll run, uh, 400 operations a day in there on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, even sometimes more. So you're talking alums and families bringing to coming in, in their private, all planes. those rich people coming in and their big jets. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, and this is a quick little story. I had a lady come in, I had a guy come in there and a Gulfstream six, he landed in there. He can't park there. He's too big. So he actually unloaded one lady. One lady, white hair lady, got off the airplane. She walked into the FBO. He come back out. He's pulling steps up, says, uh, I need a clearance. I figure he's going to Memphis. That's where they all parked, all the big jets. He's going to go to Memphis and park there. No, he's going back to uh, College Park to pick up her dog she forgot. <laughs> wow. So he flew away to College Park, picked up a little white uh, uh, shih tzu, and, uh, and flew back, and then walked the dog off there, then went to Memphis. And I was going, man, that must be nice. That's all I got to yeah. say. Yeah, big yeah. money is right. Do at, at Clemson and, and, and Ole Miss, and we do the Masters now. Uh, we took wow. it from the FAA at Daniel Field and uh, Sebring, Florida, do the races there. I uh, just did that last weekend, and a week before that, we did St. Simons, Georgia for a big summit they have there every year. So uh, it's about 19 of them that we do, you know, to land Florida and for the life support fly in. And, and we, we, we just love doing it. And I have a group of 12 retired controllers that just love working. And we run a seasonal tower at the Outer Banks at Manio, North Carolina, from a uh, week before Memorial Day to a week after Labor Day. So, When people think of George Klein at air shows, at least the ones of us who, who work in it, uh, you're somewhat of a ringmaster at a circus because you're known for these massive formations, and they're all crisscrossing. And, Rob, you know what I'm talking about here. I mean, we see it at, at – a lot of people see that at Oshkosh and at, at, at Sun and Fun, but, I mean, that's kind of your, uh, your signature there. Yeah, we like to, I mean, that's the more airplanes you put up and be safe with it. That's what we like to do, you know, and, and get the flybys and, and get everything going where people, I, my, I've always said air shows are entertainment. We're pure entertainment. It's what we're doing. We're entertaining the masses and you got to entertain the masses to keep them, you know, keep them interested in it. So you don't want to put three flip flops back to back. You don't want to put, you know, 1200 warbirds up there at one time, people are going to get tired of watching them. They're going to go get a hot dog. Our mom is going to say, okay, get the kids. Let's go. We're out of here. You know, so we, you know, you gotta, you gotta entertain the masses and that's what I try to do. So I, I, I build my schedules that way. And, you know, I'll get a schedule from a show and they go, okay, this is what we want to do. And I go, God, you know, you got four aerobatic guys back to back. And after a while, your neck gets tired. So <laughs> I know, I'm not sure. 
Well, and, and I will say, George, that you you were one of the, the very, very special group of people in my air show life that when I'm working with you, it is it, we are like a well-oiled machine. And Matt, I know you feel the same way about uh, about well, George. No, George is always just picking on have, me. So, you know, he's always picking. <laughs> on. I, I never know if I'm about to get pushed off the tower or not, but uh, he's <laughs> no, but I do know what you're saying. You don't have to worry about anything. Uh, when you're with That's George, right. it just eyes it just in the works. Back, situational awareness is yeah. is phenomenal. Well, I just you know that's I always well I tell new air bosses coming up that shadow me. You got to think three or four acts ahead, five acts ahead. You got to know what's coming up. You know you got to plan ahead. It's th- everything's three D. It's not just black and white. Yeah. And that's what Brad has been able to you know uh, training him is that he he sees that he sees that as as an air traffic controller. You always think ahead because. God forbid, you know, you're going to make a mistake as an air traffic controller. You're going to turn some guy the wrong way, but it's how you react is what you do. So that's what that's what the good part is of it. And I also got to I got to throw this in for George, too, because George likes to give me a hard time, Rob, about working under my, you know, my awning there on the on the motorhome or the trailer or whatever it is that I've that I've got at the time for the studio. But uh, George over here has the absolute nicest facility. I don't have you ever had the pleasure of working with one of his trailers, towers? <laughs> Darn I mean, right. Massive, yeah, air-conditioned yeah. setups and everything. So, you know, he can throw barbs all he wants. But at the end of the day, this guy here knows how to do it. I mean, really, if you want well, an all-weather control so, station, George is the guy to see. And the girls who bring the snacks and the meals, oh, yeah, primo. Yeah, yeah. I, it's funny when you, you go downstairs and you got every blue angel hanging out downstairs, you know, eating all your, drinking all your coffee and eating all your snacks because they don't want to go outside. <laughs> yeah. where, where it's a little misty, you know, right. so stay inside. And when you say and, downstairs, you mean downstairs in your mobile in the tower. In your mobile in the tower mobile. that you can bring to shows. And that, that's a real asset, and I don't think people realize and that. Luke, now, Luke actually worked from the inside of the tower cab at Rome, Georgia this past year because it was rainy one day. So I said, you want to work from in here? He said, how we get? So we got all the cables and everything yeah. in there because we got portals and all that kind of stuff to be able to do that. And he, he worked from in here. He said, can we just do this every day? This is great. <laughs> yeah. It's Eric. And nobody's bothering you, and you can't hear anything. It's yeah. great. No, it really is. It's a first-class facility, and I just I think the world of what you're doing. And uh, yeah, it's been fun having you on here, George. Well, we will just say thank you, George Klein, for coming down. The man who keeps the airplanes apart and the show together. That's right. Thanks, guys. Enjoyed it. Well, there you go. Unbelievable. Something um, that with George never gets applause. There that's you right. Go. That's that just... had Peabody Award written. I'm all telling over. you, George. My Edward apologies. Armorow. Yeah, my apologies for just—I don't know how that happened. I mean, what a, it was—it's so fun to have him on because we've we've never been able to get him on, and uh, there we go. Uh, so uh, you you have a story. I that, can tell you right now, he was wearing shorts when he did this. You know it, Melby's it fault. Wearing, it was he Melby's lives fault. In shorts. <laughs> yeah, it was Melby's fault. We'll blame it on John again. Uh, so tell the, the story, story. Well, the story with George and 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 Clint Eastwood and Laurie, his his beautiful wife. Lori's a, a very accomplished pilot, uh, you know, a Czech pilot with the airlines. And, and she is the one, in fact, who uh, had to fly the uh, when they were sully after the, uh, the miracle on the Hudson. And they were trying to, you know, suggest that he could have landed at Teterboro and not, you know, ditched it in the water and all that. She flew that several times as part of the uh, investigation that followed that that was her. And she played the role pretty much in the movie. And Clint Eastwood uh, would sit down because they had to shoot in a confined uh, simulator. And, you know, there's not a lot of room to move around in a simulator or a cockpit for that matter. So Lori's in the left seat and uh, and the cameraman, Steve Campanelli, is 
is in really close because these are close-ups watching over her shoulder and, and her facial expressions as she tries to do these uh, approaches and, and these landing attempts in the simulator. And Clint Eastwood is right there too, like right there, <laughs> uncomfortably close, like right there. And and, and Lori is... Uh, Lori doesn't mind. It's Clint Eastwood. (laughs) (laughs) So long story short, uh, it comes time for the premieres of the movies. And, uh, and of course, Lori was invited as, as part of the cast and everything. And, uh, George, you know, could be the plus one. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, and when it met to the, the little meet and greet after the premiere with Clint and, and the rest of the crew inside, Somehow, George was left out in the hall. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, gosh, poor George. And I think Clint, being a bit of a ladies' man, I don't know. It's, uh, you know, I mean, I'm not going to go too far with the story, but I think that uh, George is more than happy now that there's some distance between the movie <laughs> and Clint, and his life is resumed back to normal with the lovely Laura, who is just a beautiful, beautiful human being. She sure is. Yep. There was, there was a, a wrinkle. To that story and the setup in that when something was going on, she actually stopped and said, this is not the the way that Clint wanted to shoot it was not the way that it would have happened. And so she actually yes. stopped him. And is that not true, Rick, that 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 Clint said, OK, we'll do it your way. That's right. And well, of course, Clint flies too. even Clint flies helicopters and has I an appreciation for those who fly. Yes. And wow. uh, has an appreciation. And certainly, uh, she's going to put it in the terms that he would understand, and and uh, I think he appreciates that kind of thing. And uh, you're absolutely right; that's exactly what happened well, with that. Now, all the non-disclosure things are all out now, so I guess after the movie's been, <laughs> I haven't gotten anybody in trouble yet. <laughs> well, hopefully not. But it's such a great story. No, it's a great just, story. I love, I love it. Uh, one thing I wanted to point out is uh, we'd, we'd been off the air for just a little while. We we took a little uh, pre-summer hiatus, and now everything's back. Rick does have a well again. Uh, it's yeah. all it's all going it's all going good at at his uh, island retreat. So that's good. Yes. Rob's uh, Rob's out working, and the summer is just it's it's coming together. It, it's it's really coming together, and I think it's going to be a fun summer. Uh, staying positive, well, as you've I, said. I'm just getting going. Rob's been already out there swinging the yeah. bat a few times. and uh, I, got, I, think, I got three under my belt so far. And you're headed to Ypsilanti this weekend because they're doing the Big I, Wednesday deal. It's just a, yeah, big, a wild Wednesday. And that's uh, at the time of this recording, it's following day. So going to fly up the tomorrow. Canadians, right? It's it's the, the Canadians will be flying there. Is it the Snowbirds and the CF-18 or just the CF-18? Snowbirds uh, were not able to do it because they weren't ready yet. So the CF-18 oh, is right. going to be just there. Looping and, and, the right. <laughs> and the C-130 and the C-1 Canadian Forces uh, C-130J Hercules. That's right. Oh, nice. So we'll have nice. that. And then they've got a T-2 Buckeye. They've got the Yankee Air Museum aircraft, Hairless Joe, and a Yankee Lady, and the rest of those guys, and the Greyhound there, Huey. And uh, I forget what else. they got a TF-51 and a BT-13 and a T-6. So we'll talk trainers and stuff like that. And that's You're all right. tomorrow. Yeah. And then You're I have to throw in a plug for Joy. Rob. <clears throat> yes. I, I've got to throw in a quick plug for Rob. He's going to come down and help me. Uh, with my impending disaster uh, this weekend. <laughs> live concert? Don't be a negative our, our, Nelly our, for con- crying our, out loud. Yeah, well, you know, it's we're we're going out on a limb here, Ricky, and uh, we're we're bringing live, we're bringing back a live radio show, um, in front of a live studio audience. And since it's the first, it's the pilot episode we're recording. I didn't know if we'd have anybody, so I, I took a play from the Kent Peach Matt Yonkin playbook, and I uh, 
I, I convinced the guys down at the halfway house to let us come because we're guaranteed at least 80 to 100 men by court order. And it's uh, it's going off this weekend. It's going to be great. And I think Kent Canadian, and Matt would approve. In politics, that's how Brian Mulroney won a won a seat in Quebec. He just sent the bus down to the local shelter and brought the <laughs> well, bus. Well, there you politics. go. No, but it's it's really going to be a, a great time and a lot of fun. Uh, so, Rob, I'm in, uh, I'm indebted to you for coming down to help. Uh, my help pleasure. Me. And and Jay Rabbit, uh, you know, is yeah. going to sort of come out of. Well, he's well, not coming back out of retirement from air shows. But. Yeah, so if it sounds bad, it's not my fault. But no, I, that's not anything air show related. It's just going to be fun. But maybe, but, well, it is air show related because you know, you know what? Uh, Keith Davis's son, uh, the nine-year-old banjo picker who was at ICAS, uh, I invited. Oh. I invited him because you got to have something good in a show like that that makes everybody ooh and ah. And so Alex Davis is going to come and play. Uh, in the show. So there's a lot of air show connections that are happening. So all, all of this happened after Matt had lunch, had rubber chicken with Garrison Keeler. <laughs> well, and now he's got, know about he's got that, a Georgia been, home companion now. No, no, hey. it's been going a long time before that. But uh, yeah, that, and it's going to be fun. I got, I got to jump in on this because this year, uh, because the Dayton show is at the same time as Oshkosh, I'm not going to be at Oshkosh this year. And um, we are. <laughs> And Thanks that's what that, I was going to say. And, and Rick are going to be there. I think Luke's going to come join. That's and right. you, as I have uh, just uh, let the folks know that I am retiring from Oshkosh. You've gone off into the orange. Just, this is breaking news. That's uh, this is I just that's went fresh. public with it. Just let uh, let Steve Buss know about it a couple of days ago. I had talked to uh, uh, Dennis Dunbar about it and I have pulled the plug. So uh, it's been a great 12, 13 years up there. Well, it sure has. You have been uh, just uh, amazing. And that's, uh, wow, that's, uh, that's big news. The greater news is, is that, that you are going to be in there and, and uh, will bring a dimension to the show that it has never seen before. And that's going to be really cool. No, no pressure now. <laughs> well, that is it never story, has though. been pressure. Never has been any pressure because are at the top of your game to bring entertainment uh, to a new level there at at Oshkosh, along with Danny and the rest of the team. So, uh, and uh, I think Luke's going to be there too. I think he's in it, uh, and so uh, that's going to be great news for everybody attending Oshkosh. So, good, God speed, good luck, and have a hell of a good time there because it is. Yeah, and I want to thank Skies Magazine, too. They're going to sponsor me being there, too, which Yay. is a terrific, great relationship. And while you're at Ypsilanti, I have to say, keep your eye on the new Hornet, the Canadian paint job. They weren't going to do new paint jobs, really, save for the tail on the Jets, but they have done a topside paint job on this Hornet this year, and I'm calling Ooh. it the Honeycomb Hornet. I mean, it is a, a Hornet, so there's Honeycomb. I guess is, but you'll you'll see what the with the if you haven't seen photographs of it yet when you're there seeing it live, Rob, it's quite stunning again. And the uh, folks at a Cold Lake have done a superb job on the design. Oh, Matt's that's waving. Around. It's got the one finger up well, there. We're just, the, it's not the, that finger. The other finger <laughs> telling us there's. Only, uh, is it over? It's over. I, it flew by. It just it for did, someone it who it just by. sounded like he didn't like he was being made to do it today, Rob. You seem to be. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, Rob, that's I'll, I'll, very kind. We'll go words. to the blue lights here in just a second, and well, we'll very uh, kind words and a happy. And a, I, I, I hope you'll make a a, a re debut at Oshkosh at some point. That would be fun. It'd be yeah. come back if I come back to do spot announcements for somebody. Spot announce, I'll do that. But uh, but and that would be fun to get up there. But we do have the Labor Day weekend together. The three of us. It's gonna yeah, be it's gonna be epic. 
and it's going to be fun. I'm really looking forward, and it sounds like it's going to come together. Yeah, it's going to be air show. Going to be a lot of fun. The KC Air Show, the three of us, and yep. a few a few pilots are going to be there too. <laughs> yeah, enough well, for each of us to do a full show. That's right. <laughs> All right. Thanks. They are going to regret this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, they have guys. no idea. The oh. three of us. Rob, oh, I'll, I'll see you later this weekend. And Rick, good luck on the island. Well, thank you, and good luck uh, with the uh, with the broadcast. I think that's going to be cool, and anybody can listen to it, right? GeorgiaRadio.com. Oh, well, there you go. All right. Talk soon, guys. Thanks, George. All right. <laughs> <Bye. laughs> He was marvelous. He was really good. Don't you think he was good? Yeah. Oh, the lights have gotten pink again. I can't believe you bought those lights.